The Dragon Reread is brought to you by the Armadillo Podcasting Club. Did you know? Armadillos never get songs stuck in their heads. Really? They get stuck in songs' heads. <laughs> <laughs> I did not know that. For more Armadillo-related facts, to find out how you can access episodes a day early, and to see some cool merchandise, visit us at armadillo.club. Time turns and ages come and pass, leaving memories that become podcasts. Hello there, welcome to the Dragon Reread. We're rereading Robert Jordan's Wheel of Time series of fantasy novels. I'm Jeff Lake. I'm Alice Sullivan. And I'm Michael Sparkman. And today we're covering chapters five through nine of The Eye of the World again. <laughs> <laughs> Last time. Previously, Luce Theron laid some really solid groundwork in the crazy murder wizard column. <laughs> so now he's just waiting for his moment to live rent free in the head of some. Shepherd from the boonies, I guess. I don't know. You guys, I got the best idea. I'm going to blow up, turn into a mountain 3,000 years later. I'm going to show up again and fuck up the world. <laughs> and so he did. <laughs> Speaking of, it is an exciting time in the Two Rivers. Beltine is tomorrow, and there's a gleeman and fireworks and an ominous dark rider who exudes supernatural fear and hatred and a pair of strangers who might be nobles. <laughs> Certainly more excitement than some country kids from Emmonsfield could ever hope for. This is going to be a Beltine to remember. <laughs> they said looking directly at the camera. <laughs> Chapter five, Winter Night. <laughs> yeah, huh. It's interesting that they didn't jump straight to Beltine. I wonder why. Yeah. Chapter, uh, yeah. Icon of the Forest. Rand and Tam and Bella head back to the farm. Yeah, they do a little patrol, but everything seems fine, you know? It's all cool. The sheep aren't freaked out. Yeah. Rand and Tam do their, their normal farm chores until nightfall. It's very... It's lots of homey detail. I yeah. actually really like this little slice of normalcy thing, you know? Yeah, it was nice to help kind of see how much they lose later, but it also... Lose later. <laughs> but it also made me curious about the author because like he has this whole thing about uh blacksmithing later too that goes into a lot of detail yeah i, I think he probably just does a lot of research you know reads, reads textbooks and manuals and stuff that's yeah. the impression i got yeah because mm. I, I doubt he was a sheep farmer for very much of his life probably not <laughs> i mean you never know right yeah uh it's it's very also it's very like hobbity right it's like the tolkien kind of yeah. hobbit hole feels like super... homestead right yeah mm -hmm. yeah yeah and uh, uh, they're still kind of on their guard though right yeah, they're, they're carrying their, their weapons around with them because they're still a little freaked out. And they lock the door. And you never lock your door in the two rivers. Yeah. Why, why do they even have a lock on the door? That, I, I actually thought about that. So I was thinking a lot about the, like, the houses they did described. Did Master it. Luhan make that lock? He must have, right? Except, well, I don't know. Master Luhan is a blacksmith, but they still order a lot of things from the peddler, which makes me wonder if maybe Master Luhan isn't like... Isn't a precision blacksmith, you know? Oh, maybe yeah, it's, maybe that's probably from the peddler. Yeah, but still, I mean, like, yeah, a lock is like a fairly complex thing, especially for a random farm, right? But their house is huge. I didn't really think about this. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's like two bedrooms and like a, a second story and stuff. I was like, did they build this themselves? I, I mean, think they did. They must have, right? That's how that's how it was. They, they talk about how some of the other farms are much bigger because they've got a bunch of huge families living in them, right? Many, yeah. many generations. Well, they got a big old table and they talk about how when Rand's mom was still alive, they would have friends over, like large groups of friends over for dinner. And they yeah. said it seated a dozen people. And I was yeah. just thinking about the size. Like, that's a huge fucking table. Like, mm -hmm. I don't think, like, I have a good size table. I don't think easily sit a dozen people at it. Yeah. yeah. But uh, you don't have a whole, you know, five generations of family living in your house. Yeah, that's true. Yet. Yet. <laughs> <laughs> they also have a lot of books. 
Which and is I, another kind of weird thing. Yeah, right? I think that's totally unusual because we've seen a slice of these guys' life. They have no use for reading and writing yeah. in their actual survival life. Yeah. But, of course, you know, it's the way it's written. They value reading. Reading is a key part of their lives. It seems to be a, uh, a, a trait of Emmons Field, too, because I, m- I remember when the peddler first showed up, they mentioned that you know people would be like, asking about books so it's not just them it's like their their village although that's not the weirdest thing they have in their house that is true yeah yeah Tam goes upstairs and is rummaging around oh yeah yeah Yeah, he brings out his sword yeah the the Heronmark the Heronmark blade which is eventually going to be the thing that brands Rand right (laughs) yeah well one of the times it was both of the times I can't remember he he gets it a lot because twice he's marked yeah Yeah, yeah, he gets like two hairs I think I think he Makes another sword and then melts it in the dark one or something. <laughs> well, no, this we'll is the one that out. gets melted in the dark one, I think, right? Yeah. So yeah. Uh, so Tam has got this sword, and it's a nice sword too. It's it's not one of those like boring fantasy swords. It's like a cool katana. Mm. Yeah. And because it's a katana, it's better than other swords. That is true. <laughs> he says that he he doesn't think much of it though. He actually says he paid too much for it. And I was thinking about this like we if we know now that for a blade master. That means he might have had to kill the person who was the previous owner, right? He probably did. Yeah, right. This is this is a, a magic sword from the Age of Legends, as it turns out, right? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't remember if this is a spell. It is. is. So then, yeah. Uh, With a heron mark on it. Yeah. So um, doubly rare. So that's not the kind of thing that somebody would actually sell. No. Yeah. Although I thought it was just sort of. Like a metaphor, like I had to, I had to kill people and sully my soul with the deaths of other people or whatever. Yeah, yeah. that was the price. God, I would but, have loved to have known what Robert Jordan was thinking about what that story was going to be. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure it was. I'm sure it was interesting. Yeah. yeah, I wonder why Tam left the two rivers in the first place mm-hmm. and then came back though, right? Yeah, well, it's a nice place, right? Uh, sure, but like, I mean, once Where, you've been around, been out in the world, going back to like being a shepherd is probably not like the most exciting thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Where did he meet Carrie? What happened to her? What happened to the rest of Tam's family? That's a great question. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I also think it's in, well, we'll talk about it later, but their their names have interesting meaning too, you know? Yeah. Um, and as they're just about to sit down for dinner, and they're nice and hungry from the farm, there's a pounding on the door, a trollic attack. They come in from the front and the back. Yeah, uh, he and Tam is ready to go. Like that, that, it's like without hesitation, he flips the table. He's like, "Brand, get out!" Yeah, let's do this thing. Yeah, uh, Tam fights the trollic and Brand runs. Yeah, after he splashes a hot kettle of like boiling water on it. Yeah, so good for him, you, Brand. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Uh, but yeah, they, I think he think he says there's like a dozen trollocs, which is a lot to send to a farm, right? What did they think they were going to find here? Well, the Dragon Reborn. <laughs> well, they hoped, right? Yeah. Delicious, cheap, a tasty snack. <laughs> True. <laughs> a little like, for a trollic, the sheep is kind of like bite-sized, you know, like a kolache. Amuse-bouche. <laughs> <laughs> you know, not enough to fill you up, but enough to like take the edge, take the yeah. edge off. You, yeah. you want to have another one, right, when you're done. Yeah. That's the thing about sheep. just <laughs> eat one. But in, in a tense action scene, uh, Rand and Tam eventually escape to the woods. But Tam has been nicked and quickly becomes feverish and sick. Mm. Yeah, uh, he he explains basically what he knows about Trollocs as he's, you know, lying there. Um, but it it's interesting because the way he describes them feels a little bit different than the way we experience Trollocs later in the books. And I just wonder, like, if it's due to the Dark One's appearance that, like, Trollocs 
seemed to have less agency. You know, he the way he talks about it, he's like, yeah, you can, you know, you can talk to it or you can, yeah, you can bargain with them. He, you know? he says you can never trust a Trolloc. Right. Not that they... It's a weird thing to say. Yeah, exactly. It, it indicates that you might talk to one, but, you know, I don't know. I think Robert Durham probably changed his mind later because, like, we had yeah. Narg who could talk and that was it. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. I think that there's a lot of rules that are set in this book that are different from what happened in the rest of the book. So sure. here's the thing. I did a little bit of reading. <laughs> so Narg is a wolf-faced Trolloc. And if you remember later in the books, they talk about how different Trollocs have different traits. The wolf-faced ones are the ones that they say are generally more cunning and intelligent. And occasionally, it says later, occasionally have you can uh, hear them speaking English. Oh. Where did you read that? Uh, it, it, in one of the wikis oh, okay. or whatever. But, but it was referencing something that I remember from later when Matt is... Uh, identifying different, I think it's Matt who's identifying different like classes of Trolloc or something like that. Huh. So then okay. no, no, I don't know. Uh, maybe it all makes sense. Or sure. or maybe this is a unique Trolloc and it was the first one to evolve like to this level of intelligence right? and like, he just killed it. Like you the know? smartest Trolloc. <laughs> the smartest Trolloc to ever live. Narg died by but, death by Rand. It was pretty smart for a Trolloc, but not too smart to jump on the guy with the sword. Yeah. Yeah, that <laughs> is true. get yourself stabbed to death. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, and yeah, so so all of that happens when Rand goes in to like kind of get supplies because Tam is you know, yeah, dying. Yeah, there's a Trolloc, Narg, lying in wait. Fan but, favorite, Narg. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, we should get t-shirts for Narg, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but like the house is trash. Like the furniture smashed, just, their food is destroyed. They like literally smeared shit on the yeah, walls. Yeah, they, they pooped on everything. Yeah, yeah. like Trollocs are assholes, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. They're jerks. Yeah. They, they did that fast too, right? Uh, they weren't there that long. It yeah. took me a long time to smear poop on an entire house. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I think so, right? Like, yeah. And they've got a good sized house too. <laughs> but Rand does survive and he gets the supplies he can, including supplies for a litter to carry Tam. Bella and the wagon are not there. Which is very worrisome. We're yeah. always worried about Bella. That's, that's right. You know, for, for a minute there, I was like, okay, I know Bella's still alive, but I, I you know, I had, <laughs> I had a pause. I was like, <gasps> yeah, oh know. no. Uh, also, uh, okay, so Tam comes back and lives here later, right? Yeah, I guess Can so. Can you imagine what the cleanup for this place must have been like? He must have knocked it down. Yeah, burned it down and started over. I mean, because the member of the Trollocs all came to Emmonsfield and everybody was living in Emmonsfield for oh, a while. Oh, yeah, there that's no, right. Nobody in the outlying town, so I bet it all got burned down. Yeah, yeah. you're probably right. Yeah. yeah. Then he probably, you know, annexed some of his neighbor's land while he was at it, you know? <laughs> they don't need it anymore. I mean, they're all dead. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. Then he heads back to Tam, uh, who is feverish, uh, and they're, they're about to head out. This chapter was great. Yeah. Uh, it was excellent. Yeah. It's very yeah. tense. Like just the, the smooth transition from like the, the domesticity, you know, you, you've you got the forebo the foreshadowing of him, Rand seeing the, the mirror draw and then he, they, they're just about to get over it, and they're kind of laughing at themselves for being so foolish. And then it goes straight to like harrowing violence. Yeah. I was thinking we're only, this is only the second uh, episode so far of the book and like they, he's established so much, like mm -hmm. did not waste time. You got to go and. Yep. Chapter six. The Westwood, Icon of the Sword. Tam is not okay. He's very feverish. He's in and out of, of consciousness and lucidity. Yeah, the, the injury, he looks at it, and the injury itself isn't that severe. It's like a, a yeah. I think he says Tam has had, you know, injuries like this while working on the farm and not even stopped working, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's clear that there's something else going on here. Right. And uh, so Rand gets him on the litter and sets on off. Uh, yeah, Rand's dad mistakes him for his mom. It's a little awkward. Mm -hmm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's like, don't, don't, don't kiss me, dad. <laughs> uh, I thought, 
There are a couple of Robert Jordan themes that popped up maybe for the first time here. Mm-hmm. Uh, one theme is that Rand puts on the sword and it feels a lot. It's, it's not nearly as heavy as he thought it was, but it feels heavy, but it's not really heavy. I don't yeah. understand. Because it's like, so it's almost like it, later? So it's almost like it's heavier than a hammer. <laughs> it's like it's heavy with meaning or something like yeah. that. So yeah. would you say that like maybe it's it's like the the knife could be heavier than the sword, but the sword's heavy? Wait, no. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> he needs to go talk to Perrin. Perrin will right. sword him out. Yeah, that's right. And sword him out. Eh. Sword him out. Uh, and also, Rand thinks about how he used to dream that adventures would be fun, but a real adventure really sucks, and it's cold, and he's scared. Yeah, I mean, like that that tracks, right? You know, yeah. he, he had, like it's always this fanciful thing, but he's like, it's it's freezing outside. Yeah. He doesn't have his coat, and he's dragging his dad through the woods. So that, that's one of uh, Robert Jordan's favorite themes. I yeah, think. I think it's it it, uh, it it carries through for sure. And then Rand uh, follows the road, but but in the woods. Uh, and it's all extremely cold and very unpleasant, and he's very unhappy. And Tam uh, passes the time by telling the story of the Aiel War. <laughs> yeah. And at the time, he found a baby named Rand. <laughs> and Rand's like, what What could he mean by what, that? What's he mean? I don't know. <laughs> I don't so, what a strange story. Yeah. He's, Man, my, your mom, Rand, she never could have kids, and she always wanted one. And then I found a baby. <laughs> anyway, probably not important, right? <laughs> yeah. I, I, this, I know we've talked about this before, but this this whole thing, well, he's... Uh, there's a moment when the mirror draw runs past and then like comes back by and it's like this is a Lord of the Rings moment right here right yeah yeah like he's hiding in the bushes and then the thing is like looking around and like not sniffing but definitely looking around right right yeah but it's it's shadowy and dark you can't see into its hood and it's very very creepy Uh, I am really curious what kind what the horse's traits are that it rides yeah because like it's, the horse is quiet. Is it a half horse? You know, like a half man, half horse. You yeah. Know? Wait, like, like a minute. Okay, was it a like centaur? A, I was thinking maybe every. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking maybe every time they say that half half men come from every once in a while a trollic just turns out more human than usual yeah, and yeah. becomes a mere draw. Yeah. Maybe every time like a horse trollic gets made, oh. it comes out more horsey than usual. Yeah. Like, it oh. makes like a, like an eyeless horse. Yeah. Mm. Well, this has got to go. Hey, hey, you know, here you go, man. Yeah. Hey, 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 Jerry, we just burnt you a horse. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I, I want to know more about the mirror draws. No, it's, it's a great question. Yeah. <laughs> they do have that close encounter with the, the searching Trollocs. They're, they're heading up and down the, the quarry road looking for something. But ultimately, they don't head to the village. I didn't catch this the first time around. They're, they... Uh, they end up going towards the mountains, and this, which we know now, is where the, the waygate is. It's where the waygate is. It's where they came from. Yeah. So they're heading back to wherever the camp is, or, or maybe the waygate. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought Tam's story was really cool of the Aiel War. I thought for a guy who's dying of fever, he tells a really good story. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's they, hallucination they came over the mountains like... of mist like a flood. Oh, sorry. They, they came over the spine of the world like a flood. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Talking about a Vendasora, like, yeah, I learned a lot. Yeah, it's very, very informative. Thanks, Dad. <laughs> yeah, but it's also another Robert Jordan theme where the the nobles, like the people in charge, didn't take the Aiel seriously because they're all savages. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's right. And they're all up their own butts about themselves. Yeah, and uh, the Aiel, uh, well, just wipe the floor with them. Yeah. Uh, there's a, a moment there where Rand is thinking about how crazy it would be if he meets an Ogier or the Green Man or a Veiled Aiel, and I was like, all right then. <laughs> <laughs> check, check, check. Yep. I think that happens in this book. <laughs> Chapter 7. Out of the woods, icon of the forest. Rand finally makes it to Emmonsfield, uh, where he's been hoping to find uh, refuge 
And he's been dreaming of, of making it there. And it's all burnt. The Trollocs were there too. It's bad. Well, it's selectively burnt. Yeah, some of it's burnt. It's was, like burnt randomly. I was thinking, we see later what happens when villages get hit by Trolloc raids. And so they actually make out like bandits, right? Like, yeah. The, the, there's, there are people who are dead, but not that many. And there's only, you know, a handful of houses burned. So, yeah, great. I, I think Land says something along those lines too. Like they, the Trollocs were here for a reason. They, they weren't here to kill everybody, or they would have. Yeah. yeah, and they and they definitely didn't expect to find an Aes Sedai and a warder here. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he said something like they looked confused when it happened. What? Oh crap! Oh crap! Then then Master Luhan helps Rand get Tam to Nynaeve, who can't help Tam. Yeah. She says, "Nope, he's a debtor." Yep, triage is a bitch, you know. But. But also, Nynaeve uh, is clearly, like, unhappy. She, like, she sh- has, like, a pained look on her face when she says this. And, it, like, this is, like, a, a moment that kind of reveals her trajectory throughout the rest of the series, really. Like, you could argue that a moment like this is what drove her into this idea of becoming a, a healing yeah. Aja Aes Sedai. You know? She never stops caring. Yep. Mm-hmm. And she wants to be able to heal every in- injury, you know? Yeah, it's interesting because I... I've... I wasn't very nice to Nynaeve. Not, I don't think any of us were very nice to Nynaeve right. at the beginning well, when we started you know, the series. Yeah. yeah, but it more now because I always kind of we made fun of her for following like the boys and everything at the beginning. Like she was just being very possessive. Like these are my Emmons Fielders. She pretty mm-hmm. much says that she's like these are my people. Yeah, you know I'm gonna make sure they're taken care of. But then when you look at her role here and all the like suffering she saw and having to let people die, which you know is like the worst possible thing that can happen to Nynaeve, yeah. it makes more sense why she did, like you said, Micah, go on this trajectory. Yeah, it, it really does, yeah. Mm-hmm. So when Nynaeve says, turns him down, he turns his determination to the mayor. Yeah, uh, surely the mayor with his dark cannibal magics can help. <laughs> you know? Note that the inn is completely untouched by Trollocs. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, interesting. <laughs> they probably approach it's, the inn. They could smell the evil rolling off of it. I was going to say that the trolls could smell those delicious, familiar smells coming from the, the kitchen of the inn. Yeah. And, and in fact, some probably totally reasonable person has drawn the dragon fang on the door when he gets there. <laughs> That's right. That was actually drawn there before all this stuff happened. It was yeah. just because of the cannibal thing. Yeah. But Bran's like, whoo, no, it was the Aes Sedai. <laughs> <laughs> then, yeah, Rand takes Tam to the Winespring Inn. And meets up with uh, Bran Alvir and Tom. Uh, and Bran Alvir, of course, doesn't have anything he can do for this magical illness that Tam has. Uh, but Tom very subtly suggests that they go ask the Aes Sedai. And I actually never picked up on this the first, like, three or four times I've read these books, that Tom is the one suggesting go to the Aes Sedai. Yeah, and he's, But he doesn't say it. Exactly. Right? No, it's, it's great. He's like, oh, they drew a teardrop on your door. I wonder why that could be, you know, yeah. like he's I wonder, like wonder who that's in reference to. Anybody yeah. relevant? <laughs> huh? You know, I've heard that. You know, I said I could. No, it's probably and, nothing. You and know? then Brandon Veer's like, "Oh yeah, the I said I. She could help." So like Tom is totally nudging him and doing his game of houses manipulation. Yeah. He is. Yeah, yeah. I, I caught that too. Like I did not pick that up the first time because Tom doesn't want to be involved because he hates I said I. Yep. Because I said I eat babies and poop fireballs or whatever, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. And so that that is a, a revelation that Moraine is an Aes Sedai and Lan is her warder. And uh, Bran gives Rand a little rundown of how they they helped fight off all the Trollocs. Yeah, oh. she was shooting ball lightning and yeah. you know, fire and stuff. And Lan was doing the cool stuff anybody's ever seen. He yeah, was ten places at once with that sword of his. Like he's made of swords. Yeah. <laughs> he's doing kickflips with with swords in the, every every order from orifice. You know, super cool. <laughs> yeah. They shot the scene in overcranked video, so it looked like he was moving really fast. Like Jackie Chan. It was right. awesome. Amazing. And then Rand goes and gets Maureen and Lan, who are overseeing the burning of the Trolloc bodies. 
Uh, Maureen is happy to see Rand. Very happy to see Rand. Yes. And we know why. It's because she thinks he's possibly the Dragon Reborn. Yep. And uh, she agrees to help. Um, yeah. And, you know, it's interesting because, you know, they, they have some ob- obviously, like, kind of unusual ideas about Ice to Die, but uh, I don't think we ever see an Ice to Die who wouldn't uh, do their best to, like, help somebody in need. So, like, yeah. they suck. Like, Ice to Die suck. We'll say that, right? Yeah, they suck, but, they, like, in fact, in this... In that they're assholes and they, yeah. they treat people with disrespect. But in terms of fighting Trollocs, they all do that. Like yeah. every Aes Sedai will throw down with no hesitation to fight Shadow Spawn and will heal people. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. So, you know, they've got, they've got the, the and, and the way they help people is not always the way that they want to be helped, but they will always do their best to help people. Yeah. And Rand comes on real strong. Instead of being like, hey, my dad's dying. Like, I really need your help. Can you help? He's like, I will pay any price. <laughs> like, before she even brings anything like that up, he's like, Come help. I will give you anything. Yeah, and she's like, anything. Oh, okay, okay, rude. <laughs> like, like, I spent all night healing people, kid. <laughs> this is what I do. Yeah. But, you know, Rand, you know, I, I like this. Rand is kind of in shock. He doesn't know what to do. He's, yeah. He's like, been thrust into a situation he, he's not prepared for. Chapter 8. A place of safety. Icon of the staff. Uh, Maureen heads back to the inn with Rand, and she magics up Tam. I want to point something out here. So, uh, you know, she's doing her delving thing, and Rand gets goosebumps when he thinks that uh, she's channeling. Oh, is this our, oh, shit! Yeah, I was like, is this our first hint that he's... It's the thing! It's yeah. the thing, yeah, yeah. Men, men do that when women, women channel. Or yeah, he, channel. he was like, oh, I don't, I know, oh, I can, just the idea of her, her channeling gives me goosebumps. I was like, he can feel it. Look yeah. at you, that's I didn't good that. read. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I actually had a question, I, I missed this. So... When the Mirdral looked at Rand, it looked right at him. Yeah. And didn't see him. Yes. Is that the first Rand channel? I was wondering. I was, I was like, I wrote down, like, in, in addition to the whole The Lord of the Rings thing, he, was he invisible at that moment? Yeah. Like, just not realizing it. Because, like, in, in this scene, Land says Mirdral can see, like, eagles even at night. And, yeah. And that Mirdral and, looked right at him and didn't. Yeah. So either it saw him and didn't do anything, which seems unlikely, or... Mm-hmm. He had somehow made it so it couldn't see him without realizing right, it. Right, right. That must be it. I wonder, yeah. Yeah. Unless it's like one of those like good old Two Rivers boys all know how to hide in the woods <laughs> and like, trap rabbit silently just or like whatever. Following a rabbit hiding here with my sick ranting bat. <laughs> <That's right>. <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> just like tracking a rabbit. <laughs> no, I, yeah, that's that's a, that's a that's a good call. Yeah. Uh, but while Maureen is magicking up Tam, Lan and Rand pass the time by talking about Lan's favorite subject. Swords. Yeah, he clocks the sword immediately, of yeah, course, right? That's a cool sword right there. And uh, he keeps asking these questions that are, that are sort of indirect, but he clearly understands more than he's letting on. He talks about, like, you know, oh, that's an interesting thing for a shepherd to have. Oh. Yeah, I, I, again, this is, I, I guess, because, like, we've read it so recently and I'm reading it so closely now. I didn't realize before that Lan is asking him if he comes from out of town. Yes. Without asking him that, right? Yes. Yeah. He's yep. like, that's a fascinating sword. That didn't come from the two rivers. I'd love to hear the story of that sword and whoever owns it, you know? Mm-hmm. Yep, exactly. I've also, I, I haven't caught one yet, but I'm watching all these conversations where Moraine and Lan are talking to them because Lan can lie and he can and will lie, right? For yeah. Moraine. Yeah, yeah. So I, I'm, I'm wondering if like, I haven't noticed I, anything yet, but I've I always wondered. suspected that I said I could have the warders lie for them, right? Mm-hmm. That that yeah. might be a practice. If they don't lie, they, they can command them to, right? Yeah. Sorry. <clears throat> okay. But this is this is cool. This is a really cool conversation now that we all we know who these people are and what Land's angle is. Uh, Land also tells them the the truth about the the fades and the mirror draw and how they work. Yeah. Uh, it. It's it's interesting because. 
I, I was thinking about the fact that Rand should have probably told them immediately that this was happening, right? You know, or, 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 or I mean, they, they get to it pretty fast, but, mm -hmm. but it seems like it may, might not have actually made much difference, or at least that's what he says. But I, I'm not sure if that's entirely true, right? Like, if they, we know now that if they had killed that mirror draw, then it would probably have killed all those Trollocs in one go, right? Mm -hmm. well, if they were linked. They're not always linked. Yeah. And they said there were seven fists there, so it they was... Said, they said seven bands. Seven a, bands. A whole fist. One fist, oh. yeah. So I don't, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I, I don't remember if a mirror draw can control a whole fist, but I think it can, right? Yeah. So it might have been. Yeah. But also, Rand didn't know that they were Aes Sedai and were at the time. So mm -hmm. why, why would he tell Lady, you know, Lady Moraine, who he just met, oh, by the way, I saw a scary guy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, true. Like I, I think Rand's feeling a little guilty, but I don't think I don't think he could have done much differently. He told everybody, right? He told his that friends, he told his dad, he told the mayor. Well, yeah. someone told the mayor, but yeah, 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 yeah. Then more. Oh, he also talks about the talking Trolloc, and Land is like, "Huh? It talked to you, did it?" <laughs> and like, I was just wondering, does he think he's like? Does he think he's like? Bull, is it, does he think it's bullshit? Do you think the kid's in shock? Oh, sure, it talked to you, kid. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, uh, I just thought that was interesting. Like, Lan seemed confused. <laughs> I, huh. I kind of think it's like, Lan's thinking, no Trolloc ever talked to me. <laughs> Am I not cool enough for a Trolloc to talk to Lan, you're the coolest. If a Trolloc could talk, it would talk to you. <laughs> I mean, don't, don't Trollocs actually have a name for him? Trollocs have a name for him, right? Oh, they, they do. do. Yeah, In like, Trolloc tongue. It's like yeah. face stabber or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> then Moraine is done uh, healing Tam, and, and Tam is, is better, right? He has to sleep, like the Aes Sedai healing... The modern I said healing. Yeah. He has to sleep to get better. And, and he pledges to do anything that Moraine says, which I think does not last very long, right? <laughs> he reiterates. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, no. And we get our first time uh, where we find out that the Aes Sedai's power is much, much less than it was in the Age of Legends. Yeah, Moraine talks about that. Yeah, that's yeah. right. They're kind of a, it's in a fallen world, right? They're just not they're not comparable. The Trollocs, uh, Moraine tells Rand, were after Rand, Matt, and or Perrin. Yep. Because they were looking for boys who were born at a, exactly a certain time. And tells him you gotta leave. And we know now that they probably tortured that information out of the former Omerlin. Oh, right, 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 yeah. Because, yeah, because of New Spring, that was, that's where that That's where the info out. came from. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, now they have to leave. Yeah, they have to go right away. And Rand is not as excited about this as uh, you might expect of a, a young sheep herder, you know? Um, he's not even that excited about this idea of seeing Camelin, which has as many people as all of Two Rivers. I was like, oh, <laughs> know, like, oh yeah, okay. I think he would have been more excited 24 hours earlier. Yeah, that's probably... Yeah, that, yeah. It's, it's been a, a, a rough night, yeah. Yeah. Although, you know, it doesn't really... It's kind of established that Rand doesn't want to leave the two rivers, even even in a kiddie kind of way. That's true, because yeah. Egwene, uh, the, the idea of Egwene going even north of the Terran River, yeah. uh, he's like, well, I'll I never see you again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I guess that's just because the two rivers are such a great place to live. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Maureen does give him the hard sell and is like, hey, you know, uh, if you stay here, probably all your, your friends and family are going to die. So yeah. Yeah, more in, yeah, so but also, but, he agrees. But then when he agrees, Lan like relaxes a little bit. I was like, Lan was gonna get with him. Lan was gonna, Lan was gonna grab him. Yeah, <laughs> he was going one way or the other. Yeah. Lan was just relieved that uh, he didn't have to do it the hard way. Throw yeah. a sack over his head. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, they leave, and, and Rand stays with Tam and finally falls asleep. Chapter 9 Tellings of the Wheel, like kind of the dragon's fang. Rand dreams. Let's get used to that. Yeah, this yeah. is the first, first of many spooky Rand Hell dreams. And yep. yeah, he's in a desolate frozen tundra with 
unseen things hunting him, drawn yeah. by unseen forces to the Dragon Mount. Yep, he's, well, it's not Dragon Mount. It's a uh, first he's in Shile Gull, right? Oh, is that what it is? The, oh, yeah, that's what the Dark Spire. Is it actually called Mount Doom? I forget. It is. Yeah, with yeah. an H. <laughs> yeah, it's D- oh, with an H. D H O O M. Right, yeah, yeah. right, right. It's on the map. It's actually, just that the, the word just happened to be. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder what that word means in the old tongue. Yeah, probably Doom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's Mountains of Doom. Is what they're called. That's oh, okay, and that mount is not Mount Doom. Mountains of D H O O M. Mountains of Doom. Yeah, d- Doom. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Thakandar, right? Or is it, is Thakandar, yeah. In the so land. I, th- I thought that was the region. Thakandar is the... Shile Gull is... So Shile Gull is the, <laughs> is the actual, like... It's the province. I gotta say that the, the county, the county head courthouse is in Thakandar. Yeah, Thakandar <laughs> is the name of the, like, the, the area, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, he dreams about it, <laughs> and there's a scary guy there who's like, you will serve me. And Rand's like, no, it sucks. And then... He falls to his death. Yeah. And wakes up near Tarvalon. Yeah, it's in Tarvalon. Uh, and there's a guy's chasing him, and there's a scary guy chasing him, and he runs to Tarvalon, and Tarvalon's really cool. No, he trips and falls. Well, he and he wakes up closer to Tarvalon. <laughs> yeah. I, I kind of like, so the devil, right, Balzamon, is, is making these dreams happen. And like, Rand's not supposed to fall off the cliff and die. He's like, oh, come on. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> reset, reset, <laughs> reset. So, and then he's like, okay, chase him to Tarvalon, and he falls over. Okay, 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 come on. I'll just put you right on the bridge. Come on. <laughs> and, and, then, and then he's like, Trying to go, there's like, oh, there's the White Tower, and he like tries to go somewhere yeah, else, like, and the White Tower's there. He keeps trying like, to, like, I just want to check out Tarvalon. It's like, oh, come on, kid. And all the, all, there's all these people around him, and every time he goes towards Tarvalon, they start like smiling and singing when they try to go. I think it says like a look of despair goes over their face, yeah, it's, it's, and he's like, well, I guess I'm going to the White Tower then. As a game developer, I'm reminded of doing play tests. You know, and like there's, and the player's wandering around in circles, and there's a glowing door that's yellow, and there's a red arrow pointing to it, and it takes up two thirds of the screen, and the player's like, Where do I go? And it's like, Ah! <laughs> he starts going towards the White Tower, and they start throwing rose petals at his feet, and singing, and <laughs> yeah. playing music, and it's like, Okay, well, I guess this is where I'm supposed to go. Uh, but he gets into it, he dances and sings, and then he gets into the White Tower, and there's a mirror draw there. Ah! Boom. We have been waiting for you. Yeah. Which I guess this is Baalzaman making this dream to scare him away from going to the White Tower. Ah, that makes a lot of sense. I was kind of wondering what the point of all this was. <laughs> Don't go to the White Tower. That's where the mirror draw is. Yeah. And then Rand wakes up. And Tam is awake too. Uh, they have a nice conversation in which Rand does not ask about his parentage. Nope. <laughs> this is uh, probably his last chance to do that for a while. Mm-hmm. Oh, well. Uh, it's a nice touching uh, discussion. Tam warns Rand about the Aes Sedai in the outside world, but he knows why he has to go. Yeah, I, I was actually surprised that Tam didn't want to dissuade him from going. I mean, Tam left, right? So maybe yeah, Tam understands, true. you know, he's, it's just like the Lord of the Rings, right? They're the, they're the kind of hobbits that, that have a, a restless urge. Yeah, that makes hobbits. sense, yeah. Most unnatural. And he does yeah. say he's going to come back. Does? I'm t- I was trying to think. I do see that Rand promises they would come back. I don't think he does. I, I was okay. He he, he he does. He goes back in um, Teleran Riyadh. He yeah, he goes there in the dream several times. I don't think that ever... counts. Disqualified. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't. I'm not, yeah, I don't think that pro- ticks the, the the promise at all. I mean, yeah. at the end of the series, he like wanders around the world. Wouldn't he? Yeah. He could have yeah. stopped there. fighting crime or something. <laughs> Whatever it was. I, I was I was trying to remember. Does he ever go back? Like, I don't think he ever. Like Tam, obviously he sees Tam again outside of the yeah. outside of the two rivers, but yeah, yeah I don't I think don't he physically goes back. Yeah, yeah which is sad. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, then but then Land is there. Yeah, yeah. Land comes, gets him, takes Rand to the front of the inn because there's trouble. Yeah, it seems that Emmonsfield is no stranger to the time honored tradition of uh, angry mobs. Yeah. Yep. 
they've yeah, got they're, uh, torches too. They're, they're not so homey and, and uh, hardworking and, and responsible that they can't have themselves a good witch burning. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know they do. They do say they're going to burn her out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and then Bran shows up, and really people get nervous. You know, they're like, oh. <laughs> He's he literally hungry. carrying like an enormous <laughs> hammer because uh-huh. they talk about burning them out of his uh-huh. inn. Uh-huh. Like, what you were know, you saying about burning my inn? Yeah, people that get on the wrong side of Mayor Alvir, they just they tend to they tend to disappear, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. Master Master Luhan is there doing a little gun show behind him. It's like, okay, all right, okay. <laughs> I get how this works. Yeah, uh, and then uh, and then Moraine. Does the yeah. the tale of another which oh god this like, is so good it is good I rewrite oh, it a few times I love it yeah it yeah epic tale of the fall of Minetherin uh, 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 what does she say that Minetherin was ever a thorn to the dark one's foot and a bramble to his hand oh mm-hmm. so good she you know she she if she if the ice die thing doesn't work out she could definitely do the Gleeman thing she absolutely yeah. could oh this is such a good story like like I, I got to say this is this story here stuck with me through the whole series I like I never forgot about the story of like. You know, them being this this uh, this like really good force for against evil, and then the the story of the queen like destroying herself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot about that part. Yeah, yeah. She yeah. reaches out to the one power to kill everything. Which I was thinking about this. She felt the moment he died, which means they were probably bonded. bonded. Yeah. So this this was oh this was the the madness the bond madness. Yes. Like, so like Egwene gets in the end. Exactly. Yeah. So so he was bonded as her warder, the king. Yeah. And when he died, she felt it and yeah. Right, yeah. And this epic battle as the, the Trolloc army marched toward their homeland and they did a forced march to get back and then they fought. Their, their help was promised in three days, but it didn't come in three days and then six days, then nine days, and then ten days. Do we ever yeah. find out why? Uh, did they not come because of the, um, was it related to the, um, oh my god, the Mashadar? I think that's the only one we know why they didn't come and it was because of... Mashadar. It was that was Arid Hall. What, what, yes, what the city which later became. Yeah, Shalgosh. No, not Shalgosh. No, I'm having trouble here. Shadow Logoth. Shadow Thank you. Okay, yeah. Where the shadow waits, of the, course. Of course, yeah. Shadow Logoth. Uh, yeah, they. I, I. I don't know. I don't think they ever explained it. Maybe they were just like busy, or the messengers didn't make it through. Yeah, I was wondering if it was something that that we ever uh, learned the reason, because clearly Menethrin was. A big deal, you know. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, the story is super epic. Uh, the the soldiers all give their lives to buy time for the people to flee, but the people don't flee. They pick up their their implements and tools, and they come and they fight too, because that's the strength of the blood of Menethrin. And then uh, then the queen nukes everything. Yeah, yeah. It, it yeah burns right? burns down the city down to the bedrock. Probably that's could have done you know the whole nuking all the dreadlords first, but you know whatever, it's fine. Well, she she did destroy the whole country, right? <laughs> that is true. That is true, and and then die. And right. in the process. Yeah. So there's no more Menetherin. And she tells, uh, Moraine is telling the story because these people are all the blood of Menetherin. They are the descendants of those people. And, and if you look at their names, they are they are directly resulting from the Menetherin naming. Yeah, uh, yeah. But like kind of. What are you talking about? Uh, so uh, so the, the king like was, a- yeah, Yemen was Althorin or something like that. And there's another guy named Peter uh, Alcon. And that's actually the name of the queen. So it's like these yeah, are... well, yeah. Her name was I. I guess it's for women. It's I. I something. I and one of them was Ibarra, oh, which is yeah. Perrin Ibarra. Yeah, yeah. So their their names are the the handed down names of the Menetherans. Yeah, but, but changed a little bit. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Oh my god, how did I miss that? Amon Alkar Al Thorin. Right. Yeah. And this 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 the village where they are, Amon's Field, is Amon's Field. Yeah. No, I, I knew right I knew that much, but I didn't recognize the name. Eldrin I Elan I Carlin. 
Yeah. That's not anything, is it? Well, I, Ibarra is Perrin's last name. And Bar- so Barra is... Ibarra in there? No, no, yeah. but it's it would it's like a direct... Uh, it's a Menethrenese name. So if that's... All, if Tam Thor is an Althor, maybe he's a, like a direct descendant of this Amon, right? Yeah, it seems like, yeah. But Rand still isn't, because those aren't his... Neither, nobody there Correct. is Good point, yeah. 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 What, what, um, unless there's a Menethrenese connection to the... Andoran royal family. You know how those nobles are. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. But yeah, what, what is it they say? It's like ancient blood. No, old, old blood raised by ancient blood or something like that. It's the other way around. Ancient blood raised by the old blood because... Because Rand is Aiel, which is like the oldest. Oh, that's story. right. That's right. That's right. So yeah, so that this is this is where that comes from. Nice, good yeah. catch. Yeah. Super cool. Uh, and this this story <laughs> chills everybody out, and the mob kind of disperses. I'm not sure what good the story actually did because the first thing that happens is Pate Alcar basically says. Well, I don't know about all that, <laughs> but you did heal my son's broken leg, so you're okay with me. <laughs> cool story. <Yeah. laughs> I, I mean, it, it kind of seems like Bran coming out with uh, the hammer and uh, Master right. Luhan probably did the trick. But hey, you know, it's cool. It was a good story. <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, then Lan says, it's time to go. Yep. Time to go. Uh, and they, they, okay, they're leaving at night, which I still don't fully understand why that's the thing that they do. Well, I... They travel at night for stealth? Yeah, um, but Mirdral and Trollocs prefer the, to go out at night, right? That's true. That's a good point. Um, maybe they're just not, there's no time to waste because the Trollocs could come back. I yeah. suppose so. Yeah, I, I suppose they expect the Trollocs to come back tonight if they don't. I suspect they're creating a false sense of urgency as well because they don't want the boys to stop and think about it or maybe get their families to convince them to stay or anything. That is a good right. point. Yeah, and practically speaking, why not bring Tam? Why not bring some of their, their friends with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because she wants complete control over them. Right. Yeah. yeah. Mm, Maureen. Mm-hmm. She's smart. Yeah, she knows. Yeah. Trixie. Anything else? No. This was baller. That was great. I, I, I got to say, uh, you know, there are, are moments later in the series where, you know, things slow down and yet, like, you, you <laughs> kind of lose the thread a little bit. Man, these, these early chapters from this first book are oh, all killer. Yeah. Yeah. All killer, no filler. That's yeah. right. So that's it for this episode. Next time we're going to talk about chapters 10 through 14 of The Eye of the World. I am Jeff Lake. You can find me at jefflake.info. I'm Alice Sullivan. That's Blue Bun at Cafe and Instagram. I'm Michael Sparkman. I still don't have one of those. If you have any comments, questions, or feedback, please drop us a line at hello at armadillo.club. We love hearing from you. Please share us with anybody you think will like us. Please give us good reviews wherever you got this. Please find out how you can give us your dollars at armadillo.club. Please like us in real life. We're just so likable. Until next time. The the light light illumined you. you.